Joining us is a good friend of the program and of mine personally and professionally, Julian Zelizer, political historian at Princeton University and a New America Foundation fellow. Now, he has published over 500 op-eds, definitely has me beat, including his weekly column on CNN.com. He's received fellowships from the Brookings Institution, the Guggenheim Foundation, and the Russell Sage Foundation, author of The Fierce Urgency of Now, Lyndon Johnson, Congress, and the Battle for the Great Society. More than a pleasure to have joining us, rejoining us, Julian Zelizer. Julian, I had a dream about you the other night i kid you not okay i was thinking up uh thinking of a new uh blog column that i was uh writing in my head i'll do that sometimes when i'm sleeping i wake up and i'm like you know i start to put my ideas down and there's something historically that i didn't know in the dream and i was looking up and i couldn't find and i called you and i kept leaving you messages (laughs) asking and i don't remember the question or what the blog was about or anything but i do i i vividly remember trying to reach out to you where i guess i couldn't find on google (laughs) some stuff historically and i was reaching out to you in real life i always answer i know you do you do you're great about that um uh hillary clinton some people would say uh, that right now, uh, and, and I know you wrote in your piece for um, CNN entitled Hillary Clinton's Three Ways to Handle Scandal. Um, first of all, how much of this is a scandal? I was just in D.C. last week, Julian, and of course we were talking about email and we we're talking about private email when she was in the State Department with uh, uh, regard to Benghazi. Um, and, you know, when I was talking to some other people in the media, you know, like having cocktails, and we were talking about how this is kind of or could be very well be a non-issue for voters because this is kind of an inside the beltway or inside political minds like yours and mine uh, issue uh, more so than, you know, the majority of people out there who are going to cast their vote for or against her if, in fact, she runs. Would you say? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think this is a little bit inside Washington baseball at this point. You know, if the major issue is that government officials have to have their material saved for the public record. That's important, uh, but it's not necessarily going to resonate with voters who are more focused on jobs um, and, and even national security. The thing is, it could play into broader questions that voters have had about her regarding her secrecy or evading uh, facts or investigations, and I think that's what some of Republicans are certainly hoping are gonna, is going to happen, even if this is not some major scandal in itself. Now, so people understand, and I'm sure people have heard before, but maybe not our listeners and with somebody like you and giving out facts as opposed to just, you know, some of the fictitious sound bites we hear from the right. Um, This is an unfolding controversy. Certainly it makes Republicans salivate at, at the hope of what could be revealed. And what we know so far, what has been revealed, is that when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, she maintained a private email account and she had a private computer server in her New York home. Now, first of all, not the first Secretary of State to do that, but let's talk about laws that came about, uh, some would say, since she had been Secretary of State, and some, would, and some people say, but there are also laws that came about after she was Secretary of State with regard uh, to technology, uh, computers, and email accounts for people in those positions. Yeah, it's unclear to many people at this point, including in Washington or in the State Department, exactly when the regulations took effect. Look, there were two purposes to why uh, many people don't want any kind of private email like this. The first is that it undermines accountability. So years from now, we can't figure out what happened in the State Department uh, if private emails are burned. The officials are supposed to put their material on public record so that we could have it to investigate down the line. 
And the second with the State Department is the issue of security. And certainly uh, some of her opponents or some people who have questions are raising the threat in the modern age of having unsecure emails uh, compared to the government accounts, which allegedly are more secure. So those are the two issues. It's unclear whether the regulations came before or after uh, she was in office. Um, And those are the arguments you're going to hear more about in the coming weeks. do you feel, based on what you know so far, and of course I know that you're not a mind reader, I mean, she's a smart woman. The Clintons are not stupid people. Do you think this was done to hide something or more for convenience so she could work out of her home as well as in Washington? Uh, somewhere in between. Uh, you know, my guess is she did want some space outside of the official government channel to talk to people uh, in all walks of business. I think it was more than wanting to work at home, which she could do uh, through many different kinds of forms of communication. It's not clear to me she was hiding anything, um, and we'll see. Okay. Okay, we are going to take a break. We'll come back and talk about Hillary's Clinton's Three Ways to Handle Scandal. That's the piece on CNN.com by our guest Julian Zelizer, political historian at Princeton University and a New America Foundation fellow. Also author of The Fierce Urgency of Now, Lyndon Johnson, Congress, and the Battle for the Great Society. You can follow him on Twitter at Julian Zelizer, Z-E-L-I-Z-E-R, back after this. And we're back. Julian Zelizer, author of The Fierce Urgency of Now, Lyndon Johnson, Congress, and the Battle for the Great Society is our guest. He writes a weekly column for CNN.com, has published over 500 op-eds, and is a political historian at Princeton University. The latest piece, Hillary Clinton's Three Ways to Handle Scandal, is the title. Julian, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Julian, I am a moron technologically and will be the first to admit so. Um, Is it possible from a private email account with a private computer server when somebody says, give them all the emails or they can have access to all the emails to retrieve those emails because all I know from servers and what they can retrieve is what I watch like on the ID channel or maybe some episodes of Law and Order. And some of that is fact and some of that is fiction or based on uh, factual events. Uh, so can, can you share if it's possible, and I say that because obviously if it's possible to retrieve some or all of this, then Republicans are hoping for that smoking gun or that, that email she was trying to hide perhaps. You're asking the wrong guy on this. Uh, I, I don't really know the technology. My impression was you can, um, especially if it's in a certain time frame. But I don't know when these were written and if that if that's true. If in fact these questions that have uh, you know arisen about whether she conducted her official business on private email that would possibly, as you said, violate regulations written to ensure that the activities of officials like herself as the Secretary of State at the time would remain accessible to the public. Um, would that prevent her from running for president? I mean, could she be, you know, uh, arrested and thrown into a federal prison for something like this? Or is this just something uh, to try and slow down or to tarnish her reputation uh, if she, in fact, runs for that position? So far, there's been no indication that there's that kind of investigation taking place or any violation of national security laws. But I don't know where this will go. I mean, she, more than anyone else, understands how a story that might start in one place can end up somewhere much bigger. Uh, She saw that happen to her husband. Uh, So at this point, that's not what's on the table, but I think a lot of Washington is buzzing uh, because they don't know in what direction this will go, and in part because we don't actually know what the material is that we're talking about. You talked about previous chairman of the uh, RNC saying, quote, 
Did she use the private emails so she could conduct diplomacy and fundraising at the same time? Um, and that hadn't even crossed my mind, you know. Uh, so it's interesting that uh, he talked about that. But but speaking of, he's on the right. Let's talk about the Dems on the left. Do you think the Dems are worried about the implications with this recent scandal? Oh, I think they are. I mean, I do think there's some Democrats who are actually concerned about the issue itself. Um, you know, there's been an ongoing concern that Hillary Clinton hides stuff uh, that she's secret, that she doesn't always follow the rules among liberals. This was a critique raised in 2008, so I think that concern is there. But I think there's others who are always worried about Hillary Clinton as their only candidate, and that scandal is the one thing in their minds that could help bring her down. Uh, and so I think many watch nervously, and they don't feel like they have a clear candidate to replace her if anything happens. So uh, there is unease among Democrats right now. We also know that the Clintons are familiar with scandal and familiar with people trying to make something out of nothing. There's no there there, Benghazi, right? Like there was some conspiracy, investigation after investigation shows that Hillary Clinton is not responsible for Ambassador Stevens' death, uh, nor was there any clandestine or you know covert uh, operation or conspiracy going on uh, that came from her and, uh, you know, green-lighted by her, if you will, or, or red-lighted by her, if you will. Um, but with her president, when her husband was president, Travelgate, Filegate, Nannygate, uh, Whitewatergate, Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> I mean, although Monica Lewinsky was a real gate. Um, you know, the, the, they're no stranger to scandal. And even though Democrats may be scared, don't they expect this? I mean, Republicans are going to try to find anything they can on this woman. So much so that we even had Diane Sawyer asking her about what Bill Clinton makes to speak and the affair with Monica Lewinsky, which technically has nothing to do with her or her running for president. That has to do with Bill, and he's a different person. Yeah, I think uh, Democrats at least should be expecting this to happen. She has had this her whole entire career. Uh, She's always faced all sorts of accusations. Uh, you know, most of which don't pan out at all. Um, but you know this is coming. And you also know the connections with her husband and her husband's foundation are going to be issues. A Democrat should also, though, find some comfort that if anyone can fight back against this and has a feel for the dynamics of the modern media when it comes to scandal, it's her. Uh, she has only thrived in the last decade or so. And so uh, I think it's important to look at that when people are saying, you know, maybe she's going to have to step down or this is the one that's going to do her in. Uh, well, uh, you know, I don't know. I just I think I don't think it's going to do her in. I don't What do you think? If you had to bet money on this one, Julian? I, I don't think I, I don't think at all. I think it could tarnish her. I think it could be part of a bigger story that Republicans will tell about her. But thus far, I think it's the kind of scandal that, you know, uh, unless there's something shocking in the emails that should have been public, won't ultimately stick with voters. And I think, you know, if, if this accelerates, she's going to fight back hard. Uh, and I do think she can be very effective when she does that. Uh, most definitely. I mean, you know, you talk about in your piece that during her tenure, um, the consumption, which will continue by Republicans uh, to uh, try and find something and the multiple investigations that, uh, you know, into her role in the Benghazi attacks, the investigations failed to find uh, any uh, evidence. 
Um, and you talk about how resilient she is. I, I just I, I don't think this woman's going to go down. I think if she goes down, she may go down losing against a Republican opponent or not uh, becoming the uh, Democratic nominee, uh, depending on how things go in the future, although I'm very confident she'll be the Democratic nominee. And depending on who's the Republican, I think she and I'm hoping she'll be our first uh, female president. We certainly have seen politicians overcome much bigger obstacles and hurdles than this, but we also know. It, talk to, let's talk about that first. Uh, this isn't as as large a hurdle as some Democrats have had to overcome or have not been able to overcome historically um, when they're running for president. And we have to keep in mind she hasn't yet announced. I I thought, although I, I I'd be very upset, but uh, imagine if she doesn't run, this will all disappear. Nobody will care anymore. No, that's true. I mean, uh, I think one of the problems that has emerged, some people have argued, is that since she hasn't officially declared and since her team is not fully in place, she might not have handled uh, this scandal as it unfolded as well as she could have, you know, had the campaign been up and running. Um, uh, You know, she hasn't declared. I think everyone's waiting. I think it's very clear that she's going to run. But one thing she has in her favor, uh, in addition to the actual story, is Republicans tend to overplay their hand each time. And I think she's aware of this. Uh, They get thirstier for investigation, and ultimately it's very easy for her to turn many of these stories, as she has in the past, against the Republicans, to use it as evidence that what they want to do is investigate, to attack, to focus on scandal rather than to govern. And you can already see some of this unfolding with the GOP. Uh, Let's um, talk about also... Other Democrats who have faced some huge challenges, and some have not been able to overcome them. Now, we talked about former President Clinton. John Kerry, I mean, John Kerry, a war hero by the Swift Boat veterans, was, uh, you know, I, I believe lost an election based on a lot of lies that completely disappeared once the Republicans got their way. You notice nothing you know, and that was never brought up again, you know, when he was going to be secretary and his secretary of state. Um, you know, I mean, technically, if all of those accusations were true, you would think they'd try to unseat him as a senator at the time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I said you, you never know what uh, the opposition can do with the story, even if the story doesn't turn out to be that interesting or that significant. And uh, the swift boating, as it's now called, of John Kerry is the prime example. This was in the 2004 campaign. Kerry's ready to really boast that he was the one with military service on his record. He was a decorated war veteran, and George Bush, who was the president, hadn't served. And yet the Republicans turned it all against him. And uh, some of uh, the Republican supporters ran these ads, raising questions about everything that he had said, arguing that he had falsified the record. And Kerry was devastated by that. They took, you know, rumors, they took small accusations, and turned it into how people saw his character. So I think that's why Hillary Clinton has to be careful, even if initially the story looks like one that will never have an impact. Uh, But you can imagine how this could be spun uh, into some kind of conspiratorial television spot about what she was doing in the State Department. Um, I I want to quote your article. You you, you write so well, and I write too, and I know how difficult it can be, but you're you're a much better writer than I am. I'm jealous, but (laughs) no, no, I think you do a great job. Uh, But 
but you talk about what we can expect if we take a page from the Clinton scandal paybook. Let's break it down like you do. Let's talk about this kind of an M.O. to the Clintons and Hillary Clinton uh, when she's attacked, right? And you talk about it a bit on Saturday Night Live when it's almost like this is not how Hillary Clinton goes down, and you and I agree this is not how she'll go down, uh, if she goes down at all. Um, what, what is the way Hillary Clinton fights back and effectively fights back against uh, scandals or the attempt to make scandals by the right? The, the most important is to, to focus on the person raising the accusations and the investigative process. And so the Clintons, she and uh, Bill Clinton have realized from the start that in this polarized era of politics, it's very easy to change the story about a scandal away from themselves and toward the opposition by asking Americans to think through, is this a legitimate investigation into wrongdoing, or is this really about partisan politics? And they have done this very well. They did this during the impeachment of uh, President Clinton when Hillary Clinton spoke of a right-wing conspiracy, uh, and ultimately really changed public opinion and undermined public support for the Republicans. So rather than a story about Monica Lewinsky and, and Bill Clinton and their relationship, it turned into the zealous, uh, zealous uh, aspects of the Republican Party who were hell-bent on scandal. Um, and, I, and that's the number one uh, tactic in their playbook. The other one I talk about is just sticking it out. They understand that the news cycle moves very quickly in the United States in the Internet era. And gradually people, you know, focus their attention on other questions. And if you don't do anything rash and you could survive long enough, the chances are a story will move forward. And they've always been very good at that kind of political patience, uh, which many in the media certainly don't think they're going to have. And the final part I talk about is they're very good at rallying the political base. And so when faced with scandals, Hillary Clinton has always appealed to the political instincts of Democrats to come to their side to support them and make this not an issue about her, but about defending the Democratic Party and warding off attacks from a GOP. Those are the strategies they use, and I I assume we're going to see them again. And they've been successful. Do you think they'll be successful this time around? I mean, we have a new element to the GOP that we didn't have in the Clinton, uh, her president, uh, her husband is president's uh, Clinton era, and that's the Tea Party. Well, she used it pretty well as Secretary of State. I mean, this Benghazi scandal fit into the kinds of attacks she's faced before. And thus far, while many Republicans, conservative Republicans, love the Benghazi investigation and still talk about it nationally, it really didn't have an effect. And, and I think she used all these kinds of tactics to push back against that. So uh, if that's the kind of story we're talking about, uh, I think the same phenomenon is going to happen. The only question I don't know the answer to uh, is if this turns into a story where there was a legitimate effort to evade uh, federal regulations or, you know, hiding things involving fundraising for the Clinton Foundation, that would obviously be much more damaging. But if it is what it is right now, I think she can offer a pretty effective response and move forward. I think they're too smart for that. And I think they have, uh, I know that they have, uh, my husband and I have done some work for the Clinton Foundation. They have such a huge staff and, you know, attorneys I, I, I do know, though, that Hillary is her own woman and does what she wants, as I want to cite that interview again with Diane Sawyer, um, you know, simply because you know that nobody had coached her for what to expect or how to respond to certain questions about Benghazi, about uh, former President Clinton's 
uh, speaking engagement fees um, or uh, about Monica Lewinsky. And you could tell that, not just in her demeanor, but in her answers. And um, I, I think, quite frankly, much like Sarah Palin, only very different because she's a very intelligent woman with great experience, uh, unlike Sarah Palin. Uh, but she is somebody who doesn't like to be coached. She's her own person, and she will answer as she damn well pleases. And I don't think that always helps her. That's true. I mean, the other question, though, is she's been someone who's been thinking about running for president for a while and someone very familiar with the kind of attacks that uh, she was going to receive. So it's almost inconceivable she would sit there and set up a private email account that would violate rules that she would use to conduct business when she knows in this day and age this kind of stuff is pretty easy to catch. And uh, that's the obvious response that uh, you know, leads to the question of why would why would she do something that's going to get her in trouble? Uh, maybe she did. Maybe she has some kind of you know destructive quality. Uh, but at this point, that's not the Hillary Clinton we know. So, and, and, and not only that, this is a woman who wants to be the first female president, I believe, and this is her last shot. This is her, we know that just because of age, uh, and also because you know she's you know uh, run and lost and needs to run and win. And her president, her husband knows as, when he was governor what it was like to win the governorship, lose it, and win it back. Uh, so they definitely know how to win, how to lose, and how to come back from a loss. And I believe that's what we're going to see. Uh, one last question for you. Although the Democrats might be biting their nails about this scandal, don't they like the fact that the Clintons are at least a couple of Dems that don't roll over and fight back? They do. I think that's a really appealing part of the Clinton mystique. Uh, This is a party desperate for fighters. It's a party often critical of President Obama for not fighting enough. And I think when you watch a scandal like this, it can turn in her favor because they are going to see Democrats what she would bring to the White House, what she would bring to Washington. She is a fighter through and through, uh, and this, ironically, could give her an opportunity to showcase that right before announcing she's going to run. Thank you for being with us. Always a pleasure and great article once again, Julian. Uh, Julian Zelizer can be followed on Twitter at Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, Zelizer, Z-E-L-I-Z-E-R. That's for his website as well, JulianZelizer.com. Check out his book. You can get it at Amazon, The Fierce Urgency of Now, Lyndon Johnson, Congress and the Battle for the Great Society. We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chick intervention. Because McChicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time.